Rolling. I got to do a PSA, mate, because we have a certified fucking badass in the room. Like, tell tell me a story. Like, I'm blown away. Gosh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, so, in terms of, I guess, like my cancer journey, or that, that shit blows my goddamn mind. Yeah, yeah. So, my colon was very angry for a very long time. So, I had inflammatory bowel disease for twenty two years, and um, I was wrongly diagnosed too I thought I had Crohn's disease but I actually had ulcerative colitis um anyways that's a sidebar um but I was diagnosed in August 2020 I was really really sick like it was strange too because I wasn't sure if I was having like a flare of like my ulcerative colitis and very similar symptoms in terms of lots of pain and fatigue and nausea and blood but like this was like next level so like crime scene um just like excessive blood sorry I'm TMI but that, we'll just roll with that um no 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 you said you uh, fucking say the truth man like you know um, say your shit I don't give a one yeah literally say, literally say your shit yeah yeah uh, um so yeah and I needing to use the bathroom more frequently, more urgently, like 20 plus times a day. I was really sick. And it was a tricky thing too, because I did think it was just like my UC because I've had pretty bad flares in the past, but I did also kind of think to myself, like, oh my gosh, like my medicine's not working. Like the codeine pills that I'm taking aren't like making my pain go away like I'm like really really struggling and in a way I was lucky that I was in the system in New Zealand already so I had specialists I had contacts at hospital and even though we were in lockdown in New Zealand at the time I was still fortunate enough to be in the system because people kind of already took me seriously in that sense and um, got me to have a colonoscopy pretty quickly and then saw that I had polyps in my colon and then did the biopsies and yeah ultimately let me know that I had cancer and it was really it was almost like I was like in disbelief for one but then also kind of like okay this makes a lot of sense as to why I've been feeling so trash and I'm glad that I spoke to my doctors again and had those like uncomfy uncomfy my gosh my aligners my uncomfy uncomfortable conversations um because it is really tricky to kind of yeah I guess like when you're physically going through so much as well it's hard to kind of get that out too because you're kind of trying to understand everything that you're personally going through. Yeah. Um, and even with dating, because I was dating at the time when I was really, really sick, but I was just so self-removed that it was it was really hard actually because I was seeing like the, this lovely, lovely guy 
but I ended up just fully pushing him away and it was nothing to do with like my emotions for him or like how I felt towards him or how he was treating me like he was literally so lovely but I was just so sick that I if, yeah like I couldn't deal with anything so whether it was like work or a relationship or even friends like I felt really removed almost and then when I actually got the diagnosis it kind of like yeah it was just a really weird weird time and quite like almost like out of body experience as well in a way um and I I think again like <laughs> strangely lucky that my colon had been so angry for so long that I was kind of used to talking about poo and I was already able to have those conversations being like man like I'm shitting a lot you know <laughs> and like it didn't bother me to speak up about that um but it was really confronting in other ways of being I guess confronted with death which I hadn't really experienced before and then also not being able to have visitors at the hospital and like so lucky because mum managed to get like a consideration thing so she was able to stay with me for like some parts of my treatment but I remember like initially like after my colonoscopy I was admitted to hospital straight after and I remember just being in the emergency room like seeing my mom like drive away it's like the tears were just like streaming down my face and it was really it's just a weird time with COVID anyway like everyone's going through different things because what is life like um still like right now like what is going on the universe is crazy uh and then fighting cancer through all of that as well was like I still am processing as well so I feel like there's just so much that even I think as well when you're going through it like I was in full survivor mode so I was constantly like okay my next treatment's this day and I have um I guess like a bit of time to recover here and I know that I might feel good on like maybe three days out of those two weeks or who knows because every week is kind of different um but I was constantly just day by day by day by day and I'm finding that in a way I'm still dealing things day by day and it's almost like I haven't really been able to see future stuff yet because I'm still almost like in that day by day zone if that makes sense um yeah it makes total sense yeah yeah and then I think as well like going back to diagnosis and treatment and um yeah because I did I had three massive surgeries so the first one they removed my colon so I bid farewell <laughs> Um, and then I had a ostomy pouch. So I had um, where my small intestine kind of essentially came out through my tummy. And so I had a pouch for ages. Um, I think it was just over a year. 
so that was really different in terms of life and pooping um because I pooped in a totally different way um and then I was going through all my chemo treatment um so so sorry so step back to after surgery I then did egg freezing so 10 days after surgery in my already really sore tummy I was then injecting myself with hormones in my tummy and that was probably like everything was tough in different ways but I think like the one of the toughest things was injecting myself after my like it took me an hour and I was just to like inject myself like my mum could have done it or I guess if we really needed help we could have gone into the but again it was like during COVID um lockdown so it was really weird times but I knew that I needed to do that myself so it was kind of like a mental block that I needed to kind of get through but that was just one of the toughest things again because I hadn't really thought about kids or anything before and I, I mean you do in different ways but not really seriously and so um I realized that I would love if I could have a child like that would mean the absolute world to me whether or not that's like biologically or like adoption like I would just love to have a child at some stage um but I also just knew that I wanted to do everything I physically could to make that possible if I could be so lucky <laughs> um so anyway then I started my chemo treatment and I had my ostomy pouch throughout chemo and then after chemotherapy, I did that for six months. It was initially meant to be three, but I was allergic to the first treatment, um, which was horrible. Uh, like I could not stop vomiting. I was um, ambulance driven. <laughs> I was like, what's the word for this? Um, yeah, driven to the hospital. I... I think that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, I'm really close to death. And it was really tricky as well because I didn't understand that there were multiple chemo treatments either. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, if I give up on this, like, am I just going to die? Like I didn't want to give up and I didn't want to not have chemo because I'd done my research. Not clearly enough because I didn't know there were multiple treatments out there, but I was like, this is the route that I want to take. Um, like I want to do chemo and then yeah luckily there are other treatments so then I did that so I did full fox for the six months and then I had two further surgeries after that where gosh surgeons are amazing like and our bodies because I'm just like whoa how my body has like recovered and just the skills anyway I'm just like in awe of surgeons I'm just like well what you can do is amazing and oncology just like medical specialists because they truly are incredible and I've had such amazing support throughout um and yeah so then they made like this J pouch essentially in my body um which now I can poke again from my bum which is wild um, but 
so then that had to heal. So I then had like a loop ileostomy. Um, so I still had the ostomy pouch. And then I had the reversal, I think it was in September. So that was my last surgery, September of 2021. Um, and I am still very much, I guess, in recovery. Like, which is funny because people are like, you're fine now, all kind of assume. Um, well, not assume. Um, that's like a wrong way to put it. But I think there's a tricky sense of, um, I guess, like seeing someone who has hair, because I guess like cancer is sometimes associated with people losing their hair with chemo, whereas with bowel cancer, it's not. I like my hair thinned and I lost my eyebrows, um, which was a vibe. Uh, but I, I think there is like a tricky, almost like layer of seeing somebody and seeing how they might look. Um, whereas, you know, what's going, and that's like relevant to like so much of what people are going through, whether that's like mental health or invisible illness. Um, but I think that is such a tricky barrier to how we see people and how we perceive them. And I think that's tricky for me because I'm almost so aware of that from having had an invisible illness for most of my life. Um, and then, um, like say, I just started paddle boarding recently and I'm so stoked because that was one of my massive goals, um, was to get up on a paddle board again, um, and I'm doing it and I'm like, yes, but it is, it was really challenging again because I've had so many surgeries on my abdomen, abdomen, yeah, like, yeah. That. um, and so my core is extra challenged because it's been so much like not just not working out, but it's like there's been surgery in there like multiple times. And, um, but yeah, like it's just a tricky one, I think, with healing because, yeah, again, like it's not linear, but then there is almost like, oh, cool, you're, you're cancer-free or cool, you've like finished your surgeries and you've finished your chemo but there's so much healing past that which I think is about as much yeah I'm a bit speechless <laughs> like that's one hell of a fucking journey you know yeah. and yeah okay you're not at the destination but the destination is when we throw dirt on each other and that's not what we want to get right now um mm -hmm. but how, how old are you I'm 32. That's insane to be able to go through all that by 32. Yeah. That's like people don't understand going through that across the span of a lifetime, never mind the span of like a third of your life, like not even. Yeah, it is really wild. And I think it's, it's again a tricky one of, like cancer really doesn't discriminate like it can affect anyone at any age and it, it's a hard thing to like accept I was kind of like no like I was meant to be a grandma like this wasn't meant to happen now mm. um so yeah it's a tricky one because it's kind of like yeah you nobody should really have to experience all this stuff like I wouldn't wish 
what I went through upon anyone and in a weird way like I do feel lucky that I've been sick for so long because I really do have I guess coping mechanisms that I've learned throughout my life like meditation and gratitude and um I have an amazing although that's like new um and that's like through the cancer society like shout out to them because amazing and I think counselors are so underrated and I think there's almost like you know like people say that you should get them when you're going through stuff um which yeah like I believe that but I think also like when you're not going through stuff it's also like great to have a counselor it's almost like I guess practicing meditation when things are stressful but if you make that more like a daily practice I feel like your life is more calm it's or like or I guess like a really good example is like if your house you know like looking after your bedroom or looking after your house where you're constantly kind of cleaning rather than being this massive mess build up and then being like oh like oh, I have to do so much rather than constantly working on yourself or working on cleaning your house mm. Mm. it's like it's a preventative measure rather than a reactive measure right like it's little and often rather than having to you know run a marathon you just do a little jog every every day and I think that's really important it's the consistency that you end up seeing the, the major gains so to speak you know the day in day out type of grind the five minutes to 30 minutes in the morning or in the evening or in the middle of the day rather than you know going on these wellness retreats that takes you a month and you have to do all this crazy shit to kind of dig yeah. up all this like trauma essentially it's like no no, no like bulletproof yourself every day by doing something a hundred percent and I yeah I just rate that so much in terms of like everybody who's actively working on bettering themselves um and I think like I yeah like I've gotten to this really cool place within myself too that I'm like oh my gosh like I am so proud of myself and I don't see that in a way of like, you know, like an ego sense or a different sense. It's just like, I literally have, sorry, I'm getting emotional because like, I actually just am so proud of myself and I'm so grateful for my outlook and the positivity that I like choose and the happiness that I choose because it really has helped me and I feel like I'm so lucky and grateful to still be here like there's so much beauty in the world like I go on my walks um on most days and like I look out at the sea and I'm just like oh my gosh like what like this is life like this is just so beautiful and I'm so just grateful to bear witness to like the beauty of the world and continuously so I hope you know that fucking badass right and by (laughs) by you just doing that for yourself like everybody else around is going to be lifted the fuck up for that like that that's a beautiful thing you're able to see the world now through a different set of eyes because of whatever happened 
right? That yeah. that can change from person to person, right? That could be like anxiety, that could be a dad leaving, that could be fucking losing a football match, it could be whatever, right? It could be the end of the world or literally nothing. But if it if that thing is the catalyst for you to be able to see the world differently in a positive manner, like that's mm-hmm. like literally a superpower. You know, yeah. you were able to yeah. look out of that ocean and be like, wow, I can appreciate the way the waves fucking go. It sounds hippy dippy, right? Fantastic. Great. Let it be hippy dippy. It don't matter. At the end of the day, like it's between you and you and you're able to find like some sort of like peace and calm and stillness and happiness from that. Mate, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like I'm constantly sounding more woo-woo to my friends because I am so like that is my happiness and it's like I think it's really cool too like if you figure out all the different things that make you happy and then you figure out like what you're doing during the day or week or whatever and really like adjusting that to make sure that you're making time for those things like gosh like just yeah like literally going to the beach makes me so happy and it's so cool like the power of like I think I really believe in energy as well and so whether that's around people or animals like gravitate oh my god I went to um this like house get together the other night and I literally gravitated towards this dog and like I was with the dog more than like the people um yeah it was was great and it's funny too because I had a really big dog phobia um before cancer and I because I'd been bitten by two dogs growing up and one was really bad like there was this dog I was walking home from school and this dog basically like was in the middle of the road and like like almost like frothing and like just charged me and like grabbed onto my leg and like wouldn't let go and so that was like a really traumatic thing for me as a child and so I always was like a bit wary and um held like more of a place of fear and now which is weird because I didn't think it would happen this fast but I feel like I'm so good with dogs now and that's really cool too because now I'm befriending them at parties and yeah it's a vibe um but yeah I think energy energy is like such a massive force field and I think it's really cool to be aware of yeah how you feel like doing certain activities and how you feel like after that and with people too I think it's like really telling of how you know like you feel with somebody and whether you feel safe or if you feel like or like bad vibes um and yeah, I think it's really cool to just be more aware. 100%. I'm right there with you. I, I agree with you all the way. Like, I the way I live my life is by feel. I'm like, oh, well, what do you mean? What do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. I'll feel it out. And then if I don't know how I feel, I'll take some time. And sometimes that might take a day or a year. It doesn't matter. I'll kind of just coast and do my thing for as long as I need to. And then when you, you come up with how you feel about it, then you just act upon it. And I think that's the way that we should be acting rather than like logically deciphering every code right it's like you can't logic your way through these things not emotion yeah. emotion isn't logical a hundred percent yeah 
so what do you do to ground yourself then? Um, I guess there's like different things that I do. Grounding myself is an interesting one because I think, again, that kind of goes in with nature. And I feel like having my like feet in the sand um, or, or even like playing guitar and like feeling it's like almost like body connecting with other things, whether that's like playing guitar and feeling your fingers on the strings or um, like playing with the ring or I think it's very much action-based for me and doing things. Um, yeah, yeah. We are physical creatures, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're putting physical creatures behind computer screens and telling them not to move. Um, and then we connect via, you know, miles and miles apart. And you're mm-hmm. like, no wonder we all feel disconnected. No longer we 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 don't hold the space and all the time. Um, and it's definitely not encouraged to like go off on your own and go figure it out. Right? Go to the beach on your own and go figure and- it out. there's so much power in doing things by yourself Mm. and I think it's so cool like I I'm yeah I do like walks by myself and to a safety like I I will say that I still am like mom I'm going here (laughs) or like my friends know because there is still like a scary part of doing stuff being a woman alone like I think there is which sucks, but it is still a reality. But again, there is so much power in doing things by yourself. And also I think being okay with yourself and your own company. And and it can be, I guess, like confronting at times. Um, but again, I think that even goes into friendships or relationships in terms of like you finding your own happiness and like you being okay by yourself or you doing your things independently it's so healthy and it is really empowering to to really get in that zone of like doing those things and really enjoying those things purely for yourself yeah totally like that's one of the main reasons why this is called the nomadic podcast because like i just like i just start off you know like if i feel a little bit you know, overwhelmed, disconnected or whatever. Usually Sundays I need to be alone. Like don't fucking talk to me or see me on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Like I'm usually at the beach writing or somewhere in the hills writing or I don't know, disappeared or whatever. But like I get maybe once a year, I just, again, go by feel. I'm like, nah, I'm done with this. Tapping out, you know, I'm, I'm ready to throw in the chips. So I delete everything from my phone. I turn it off, I get in the car and I drive in one direction and no one knows where I'm going, when I'm coming back. I go to places that there's no other human around. And if I do bump into people, they don't know my face, they don't know my name, they don't know whether I speak English or not. You know, it's kind of just like, I'm just going to disappear. And whenever I feel like I'm good, I'll wake up one day and I'll turn around and I'll trottle on back and I'll carry on doing my thing. But I think there's a... there's so much benefit to it. Like I call it uh, getting ill, right? You know, when you get ill physically, I mean, you fucking know this, like 
you'll end up recovering from it, right? Obviously, if it doesn't take you out, you recover from it and then you're stronger because of it, right? That little mm. virus, that little bacteria, you're not going to get ill by again because you're going to you get all the antibodies. I think it's the same mentally and spiritually, right? I think you've got to go to this place alone where you kind of get ill and sick of your own bullshit, right? Sometimes you just got to get sick of your own shit, right? And you, you kind of have a little bit of fist fight with yourself, you know, and you, you don't like some parts of yourself. Sometimes you might hate some parts of yourself. Great, okay? Kill that little thing off, you know, get rid of it, discard it, write it, burn it, throw it in a fucking lake. I don't know, do whatever you need to do, some ritual if you want, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's down, it's down to you. It's a lot of individuality, right? And once you've done that, you kind of reinvent yourself. I think too many people are either placed or place themselves in a box and be like, this is who I am. Right. I think I don't like definitions to an extent, right? Mm. There's always devil's advocate to every point but to an extent like i think oh i'm a male so i have to do this you're a female so you have to be that and i think that's one the the best point right i'm like no no, no. okay yeah you might be a female i might be a male great you can do whatever the fuck you want to do i was like yeah okay be self-aware enough to understand the cards that you've been dealt nature-wise dna you're a lady okay so you produce less testosterone all right so if you want to like i don't know hit the gym for example you might it might take a little longer or or whatever right i'm a dude i produce less estrogen or like societal wise i might not be the greatest at communicating cool so then i have to like work a little bit hard and it takes a little bit longer right it's like it, it swings both ways but that doesn't mean like you can never do the other side right i, I don't i don't get it i don't understand where it's just like okay I'm whatever. I will only ever be this because um, we're organic. We're supposed to adapt. We're supposed to grow. I think there's almost like maturity and not and being more open-minded and not being stuck in your ways. Or yeah, yeah. there's something called being challenged too. Like if someone's like, oh, hey, like, could you communicate that better to me? Or, you know, like, wants more from you like I accept like I encourage that because if you know if somebody wants more from me like maybe I can't get that and maybe that goes against my morals or maybe you know like there's different things that people are gonna ask from you but I think it's a really cool thing to to kind of or you know you challenge yourself and I'm like you know want to achieve more or want to bring more consistency into something that you love so that you can be better at it and grow from that. But I, yeah, I just really, I think it's really cool to not be like, Oh, that's just the way I am and be really stuck. But to be like, Oh yeah, I can grow. Hey, actually I can give you this. And to really take in what not only you want from your own like narration of life, but also from what other people might want from you and not like in a weird way but in a like you know compromising like cool way of really bettering yourself and then bettering your relationships from that or bettering bettering your relationship with yourself yeah totally like you know 
perception is reality. Mm-hmm. So if we're sat across the table from each other. It's like I always find this so interesting because I feel like we have like perception of ourselves and then mm. there's like, the, you know, sorry, I just, I get way No, too no, no, go, go down that rabbit hole. This, this is going to fuck me up. Come on, keep going. <laughs> like I just, I just find it so interesting and I love maybe this is like why I like reality shows, even though I realize reality shows are total reality, yeah, but yeah. I really almost watching people and how they act and how different people have different perceptions of this one person or get with ourselves. We might, or like how our insecurities can almost get the better of us at times. Right. And mm. like, I think again almost how we were talking about having a superpower before I feel like going through all that I have as well sorry I'm like with my thoughts but I feel like um there is so much power in almost like realizing that fear is there or having like that insecurity but still doing something anyways or having I guess like I guess past stuff almost like triggers us or protects us from almost getting hurt again yeah but new habits essentially will take us to better places yeah Yeah. so I'm totally no like this this is the point this conversation right like I'm not fucking BBC or CNN or some shit. I don't have a list of questions that I'm like going to drill you with. It's like, no, no, no. Like it's just fucking chat some shit, have a high mm. five, you know, drink a coffee and then just kind of get on with the day type stuff. But um, here's, here's a concept, right? And um, again, I'm one of what, those wacky people that sits on a rock and writes some things and kind of drifts off and whatever. But a concept I came up with was, um, well, I didn't come up with it, but it came to me of like, we're different people every day. Right. So I wrote something down um, and it's 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 in the new book. But anyway, it says um, every night I kill myself because every morning I wake up a new man. I then have 24 hours to figure out who he is. Yeah. Wow. I think that's it. I think that's the point. I think it for me personally, again, we can only ever speak for ourselves that Mm -hmm. like because I struggle with a lot of things that happened. Right. And they they weigh me down. It's like I'm walking around with a ball and chain. Right. And when I kind of like came up with this and then ended up finishing it in a, in a couple of sentences, you know, like a line, I was like, right. Okay. That's what it is. That's how I feel. It's in, it's tangible. Now I can also see it. Um, and it kind of like let go of that. You know, I took that ball and chain off and let it go. And I was like, I'm going to learn from this, but I'm not going to let it weigh me down anymore and i'm not saying like i'm perfect now and you know it's fine once you write a few things down you're like freed of everything no no no, that's bullshit you gotta do it every day but i think when i think of that it definitely helps me out and i'm like alex yeah leave that alone that's who you were that's who they were right that's what the situation was that does not mean it is what it is today and that does not mean it, it will be in the future Totally. And I think that's really cool. And I think that's almost like there's something so freeing about being present as well. And like, really like, yeah, cool. Like 
learning from different things and taking, you know, lessons from stuff. But then, yeah, wow, I, that's a cool kind of like concepts in terms of living new every day. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah I don't. I, it's not supposed to be in a sense of uh, bipolar. We are completely different right but um in a sense of we're going to learn we're going to gain something from this interaction and this conversation and then tomorrow because of that because we would have had like 12 hours of subconscious thinking on it or whatever 20 hours or whatever um will then be slightly different right point one of a degree different that means we are different because we're not exactly the same i think no two situations are ever the same you know we're dealing with people that change environments that change weather changes, you know, the world changes. We can't control that. We can control ourselves and kind of get into the realization of, okay, I'm going to change, right? The only constant in life is change and being okay with that and learning through it and growing through it will, will release you of a lot of anxiety. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think again, like stemming from that, it is how we react to situations too that I think is almost like a defining factor of, well, not defining because we can continuously change and grow from that or from those reactions. But I think, you know, there's so much that is out of our control. So how we react to certain things is kind of in our control, you know, for the most part anyway. Um, And that doesn't involve feelings because I feel like feelings are in their own realm of like uncontrollableness. Um, but then, yeah, like I think there's something really cool about what you just said in terms of how there's going to be certain things that change us on the daily. So yeah, I really like that. I like kind of like how you've conceptualized that and how, you take that in and how it's kind of helped with anxiety and yeah that's really cool I think it's really cool when we do find words or what have you to really better ourselves or make us feel better and yeah that's really really cool oh thank you that's why I um I like writing whether it's kind of in the side of philosophy or poetry or whatever it doesn't really matter that's why I like writing because it takes a lot of emotion that you don't really understand, right? And you'll never truly be able to define it, right? I can't be like, oh, yeah, it's exactly this emotion, like grief or fucking happiness or whatever it is, right? Scientifically defined. I'm like, I ain't an academic bloke. I'm not going to be able to do that. You can put me through any qualification possible. That's not going to happen. I'm like, okay, great. So I'm dealing with all this shit. And I'm like, cool, like what what's going to happen? So you just kind of you know, through the power of the pen, you let it flow. And whether it's a fictional character, whether it's a real character, whether it's myself, whether it's someone else, whether it is like hit you in the face, this is what happened. This is what I'm feeling. Or whether it's like super faint, you know, it's about, I don't know, like in the waves or a coffee cup or some shit. Someone will like read it and be like, what, what is this? Was he smoking something when he was writing this or something? I was like, no, no, no. You know, I was just kind of like in my own head away with the fairies. Um, and once that's done and I read it and I'm like, cool, I then get the feeling of what I was trying to get out. I'm like, that's done. 
I've then defined what I was feeling to myself. And I think what, um, what the funny part is like, I usually forget them as well. Cause I got a really bad memory. I think that's cool though. And like, um, I write in a different way. And I think like throughout, like I write song lyrics and I like wow. being able to express myself um, with words. And I think it is a really good release. And I think it's like really nice too, in terms of even like, I guess like I just almost like word vomit in a way first and then collectively sort those words and find places for them. And some of them rhyme and some of them don't, but I think it's about getting that out there or out of you in a really cool way. And it's like quite kind, I think, whether like I'm writing about um cancer treatment or if I'm writing about the pandemic and not being able to touch people or hug them um that you know can be like cuddles are so great <laughs> like <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like hard when you know you can't do that or if someone you care about has COVID you can't go you know anyways now I'm like scrambling in a different way but whether I'm writing about like love or breakup like I think it is really cool to yeah get those words out there and I think as well there's almost like a nice thought of something that will be left in the world like when our time is up um which I think is really really cool like I think that's ultimately something that I I just think there's so much to learn from different people and there's beauty and um like breakdown as well so I well like when we share things whether it's like through poetry or written word or songs um or like captions on Instagram um there's just something really cool about sharing stuff that then also makes other people feel really comfy to share what they're going through too and I think in a way I'm so grateful too that like that you've reached out to me or other people who are going through cancer or have an invisible illness or have had a breakup or what have you like all these different things like I feel so like humbled and grateful that people feel comfy enough to reach out to me too because they think like I'm like like that's so lovely like I, that com comfort factor and um being able to have like really real and raw conversations that I feel almost like so rare these days um and it, or like TikTok like our time our time span of our not time span our concentration whatever the Attention word is yeah yeah like um there's something so cool about having like longer conversations that aren't just like 15 seconds and then you swipe like because there's so much realness that we have to like share and like learn from each other I think through processes like that you create relatable immortality mm. right because we can we can fucking read I don't know like Nelson Mandela for example right 
Like he's always going to be a model and people are going to read from that. And a lot of them aren't going to understand and can't empathize with it, right? Because their situation is so different. But mm-hmm. if you're able to, if I mean, keeping with the same example, if you read some of the stuff that he wrote, then he's got relatable immortality because you can understand the emotion that went behind those words. You don't understand the situation. You know, I don't understand your situation. Never had bowel cancer. You don't understand my situation. Never grew up in Manchester, right? Never been a dude. Never been a lady, right? Like it's, we're not, we're not going to get that, but we're also, we are going to get the emotion behind it. And I think you create something and leave something behind that then spans generations. So we can go back and read like um, meditations by Marcus Aurelius, right? And be like, oh, I get what he was on about. I don't mm-hmm. understand what it was like at zero AD, right? Yeah. Because obviously we weren't around by then. I was maybe, maybe not you, right? But yeah. we understand the emotion and the feeling. We're all still humans, right? We've not created this like cyborg-esque thing. We're not like bionic, right? We still have emotions and feelings and i think that's what you're creating mate like being able to write these things down whether it's in song whether it's just in a journal whether that's like now bridging into the realm of like this internet social media stuff like you can create a caption right which could potentially be there forever and people can see that across time zones across all that like click your fingers we disappear that's going to stay right god forbid but that's going to stay and people are still going to be able to relate through that yeah okay it's hard because people are you know attention spans are real short and they want the instant gratification and that little bit of a dopamine hit and they want to move on to the next one right i don't think um uh a bit of a weird example but i think tinder fucked everything up because people just think if i do this and go to the left or right or whichever bloody way it is i don't know like you just go to one one way it's like cool i'm onto something completely new so then they're like all right grass is greener grass is greener grass is greener i'm like listen man it ain't all about that shit learn some stuff right but before you do that fuck off and go learn yourself yeah hugely so and i think yeah like the grass is greener where you water it and i think Mm. it's it's so it's tricky like the the world of yeah it's sad too because it's like you want to make connections with people because at the end of the day that's what life is all about I feel like connection and um and having beautiful relationships because I think as well like that's something that really helped me like when I was going through stuff And it's interesting too, in terms of like, you kind of, you really do, I think, figure out who your true crew is essentially when you're going through like hardship. And I think as well, like that doesn't, that's not just like a reliance on them. Like, you know, relationships go both ways, but I think it's sad in a sense because I did lose friendships or I did, and maybe they grew differently too and I changed and evolved but I think those people that were there for me like constantly they didn't just show up at the beginning but they were there constantly um like my gratitude for them like I fuck I love those people (laughs) like um 
<laughs> again, like so emotional because people can be so great. And I think like seeing humans care so much and like really feeling so loved is so beautiful. Like, and it's, it's not just, they're not just swiping on me. <laughs> like when I'm having a good, not just like, oh, like, yeah, Tamsin's keen to go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. It's like, oh, like, fuck, like, Tamsin's in hospital. Um, like, is there something that I can do? Or, like, can I send her a cool song? Um, and maybe she'll listen to it when she's going through chemo. Like, there's, like, little things that I I just think is, and I don't know, and maybe that's, like, again, like, now, like, past treatment and stuff touch wood like <laughs> um uh, thank you thank you um I I think I really am almost gravitating towards those people again who like were there in those times for good like and bad but then I think as well now like when I meet new people um, I really crave those like deeper connections and I think I'm so intense because of that as well because I'm like asking all these questions or I love talking about feelings and emotions and like woo-woo stuff um, but I think it's really it's like um, like I'm, I'm dating this guy at the moment who is like so wonderful and uh <laughs> like him but I I just think that like it's like whether that goes into something future wise or whether that's it ends either way I value the connection that we've formed and those real conversations and having really like lovely experiences that are so like that we're so present with each other um there's just like something about that and I think also having those conversations as well where you're almost like teaching each other different things and really like it's just anyways I'm really enjoying getting to know this person clearly um but I think yeah there's just like those connections with different people or friendships or like even family, I think I really just continuously want to get deep with them. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, because like surface stuff is cool in a way or like having like, hey, how are you? Because that matters and like how we are and how we feel does matter. But I think there's something so cool about choosing someone and really getting into the nitty-gritty and not just being there for the good stuff but also the bad because we're all human and we all have different feelings and different emotions and we're not going to be happy constantly and I think there's like that weird view to like um because I am quite positive and I think that's like something that gets asked a lot like people are like how are you so positive but I think pe 
people almost don't understand too that you can be positive and be like sad at times or you mm. know like I think about having those feelings and really feeling them and con- you know like because it's an act of choice I believe to to be happy and to choose like hey I'm gonna have a great day today there's like a massive power in that and it doesn't mean that things aren't gonna go wrong or like your toaster's gonna stop working and you're like I want a toast um but you know like I think there's just it makes us human to feel these different things and I think that's what I really don't like about like the short attention span thing or like the tender example of like what's better it's like man like get to know your friends and get them to know them deeply or because it's really like cool and there's much power in being kind and it it almost flows too like if you're gonna be nice to somebody like it's gonna make you feel better for one and like cool like maybe they're not going to be nice to you but like for the most part I feel like when you're nice to someone that flows and then you know other you know it's just like a flowing effect yeah I I don't know where it came in but I think everyone is now obsessed with quantity over quality right I think Mm. uh you know the fucking creation of Facebook is like how many Facebook friends have you got I was like, I don't know, fucking 2000. I was like, right, how many friends have you got? Like, real yeah. fucking, like, I don't know, two. You're like, right. So you got two mates. You don't have fucking thousand. You know, like, people always, they want their finger in every pie. But that doesn't mean you're going to eat, right? Let's focus on like the pie in front of you, right? And you got to nurture the relationships you do have because when shit hit, really hits the fan, you know, like, you know, like if you're just messing around with all the small talk and the and the the jibber jabber or the wish wash, right? What happens? Like everyone just like kind of drops to the wayside. They can no longer get benefit from you because you're in a worse situation than they are. So then they leave. And then what happens? You're fucked. You're left on your ass. No one around. You're screwed. Right? It's like, no. Fucking there's a human being in front of you. That's a complex thing. Life is a complex. Life is hard. Humans are complex. Right, figure out who they are every day. Figure out who you are every day. Hold the space for you. Hold the space for them. And like, that's how we're gonna holding space. I just sorry to interrupt, but I think in itself needs to be like yes, because there's so much beauty in holding space. And I think sometimes when we don't know what to say to somebody because we automatically want to make them feel better, there's something just so lovely about holding space and giving somebody room to talk or express. And I think like you do that beautifully. Um, So thank you for one Uh like to really express and to talk freely without judgment because I think that's really cool I appreciate that a lot like you know like who am I to judge at the end of the day right live and let live um and the only thing I know is I know nothing and that's how I live my life right by those those two statements right there like I do a Q&A every Wednesday which was obviously yesterday and one of the questions was do you have any mantras or paraphrasing or whatever I was like yeah those two things live and let live and the only thing I know is I know nothing 
right? So I'm like, oh, yeah, I could potentially might know the answer. But for me, I might life experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had your life experience. And I'm like, I think um, people are scared of being misunderstood, right? Or they think they're being scared. They're scared of being misunderstood. They're actually scared of not being heard. Right. And that, that was me for fucking years, mate. Like years. And I was like, ah, you guys don't fucking understand me, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, man. Like, it's not that they're not understanding you. You're speaking to people that aren't hearing you. You're speaking to people that are not listening. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, that spirals, especially with a dude that usually ends up going down an aggressive avenue, not physically, but starts wrecking, wrecking you up. And I think, um, just listening to people, man. You know, that's all you got to do. Just listen. And then if you don't, if you don't understand, ask. Ask a question. That's it. You know, you'll, you'll walk away feeling better. I'll walk away feeling better. That's, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Rather than like fucking interrupting each other, trying to get one over on each other, trying to prove that I know more, you know more, or done more, or whatever the fuck, right? And I'm just like, this ain't a fucking... Dig measuring contest, you know? Thing, and I think that's, like, where things almost go wrong in some level or, like, even in relationships where people, they fight to be right. They don't fight to for the greater good of, like, their friendship or that relationship of, like, being working things out together. Mm. It's, like, again, wanting to be understood, but it's – and – proving that they're right or like yeah one-upping each other like Mm. there's something really cool about like letting all that go and like letting your ego go or letting um your righteousness like out the window and really like listening to each other and holding space and really um just yeah allowing yourself to humble the fuck down <laughs> like um yeah this yes yeah, it's, it's really important yeah i think in a relationship we we try and fix the other person right and we're always going to have a bias so we're gonna like fix the other person in a way that we think is best for us which doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense right they are their own person you are your own person and i think it's always like oh what's better for the team or whatever and it's like no motherfucker this is an individual you're an individual right the point is you're there to be like hey do whatever the fuck you want to do right like you can do anything granted there's consequences if it's like you know bad and shit right but you can do anything you want and i'm here to just nurture that and water your plant and you're gonna fucking grow but you're gonna have to water your own plant too you're gonna have to do your own thing i'm not like dragging your ass to Bethlehem you know what I mean you have to do some stuff too and and, and vice versa but it's we always think oh I've got to do everything for the other person no man you got to be there for them yeah and they got to be there for you and guess what like you're going to do your thing they're going to do their thing and if they do want to walk away great no problem because like you're independent you're an individual rather than like my identity is in this relationship and I've been there man and it leaves you in the bottom of a fucking hole totally like I because I was like 
you are my everything. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't. Yeah. Oh, like, never again. Um, and then the cunt leaves, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, I'm nothing. Like, let's rebuild I, this shit. Again, into yeah. pieces. Um, yeah, like, I think that is what is so important in a relationship is really that independence. And it's like, really, yeah, like you said, like them doing whatever they want, you doing whatever you want, and supporting each other through life. And like, you should really add to somebody's life and like, be supportive rather than needing needing them right like you can want them and like you can love them and you can you can water them too essentially if you're overflowing Mm -hmm. um but I think yeah it's really unhealthy to put everything into a person because I feel like you should really put everything into yourself and then like grow from that place of really meeting yourself deeply and them working on themselves you work on you and then you can work on your relationship too and bring different things to the table but if you don't yeah look after yourself at the end of the day you're all that you've got Mm. so it's really important and I think like that's where self-love comes into and I think that's something that I was actively um well I actively do that on the daily but I think like especially when I was going through like treatment I I bought myself like an extra cycle before my first surgery because I wanted to be even though I was really sick and really obviously not okay like I wanted to be as strong as I possibly could going into um, my first surgery. And then when I was going through chemo, even if it was like five minutes or less or whatever, I really tried to actively do stuff like to a degree that I could, like definitely listening to my body, seeing whether I could or couldn't do stuff. But I'm so small. Like I I didn't want to lose more weight or I didn't want to lose muscle again not that I'm a muscly creature but I didn't want to you know like I wanted myself to be as healthy as I could be amongst this crazy like almost like monster attacking my body um within myself um but yeah I think that like I sorry to like almost like segue but I think that almost comes into like relationships too it's not just about whether you've got something going on that you need to nurture yourself for surgery or for treatment or but it's about doing that every day for yourself to make and whether that's like not just physical but really tapping into those like different realms of like mindfulness and meditation and well for me anyway because I I find that they do work and I find that I feel better after I do certain things yep. um but yeah sorry I've lost my train of thought I'm just continuously don't, don't apologize to me I'm not your mom all right you never have to fucking apologize to me I'm just a dude <laughs> from like a northern place better I always say sorry um yeah no no don't 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 go doing that shit um what was I going to say? Oh, 
this also branches off from romance right people are always like oh i have to do this for my my potential partner i was like, all right thanks stacy all right it's not just for fucking you know your fellow your lady your whatever whatever no 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 it's like relationships between you and a friend relationships between you and a business partner relationships between you and the fucking barista who makes you flat white with a salted caramel shot and skinny milk right in the morning right it's like it it's everything and i think it starts off with um yourself right so if i didn't figure out who i was not we're always figuring out who we are like developing but if i didn't do the work with me and you didn't do the work with you how are we supposed to hold this conversation we're probably going to be like, oh, hey, how are you? What's the weather like over there? Um, yeah. What time is it? What football team do you support? Have a great day. And it was just going to be like, fuck me, that's draining, right? Or you could be like, just do your shit, man. And then the next thing you know, like these, these connections you can get with people in whatever way it is, potential business partner, a best friend, a mate, a fucking partner. It doesn't matter what it is. These like relationships you can get with another human being is like a million fold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think there's something again about not, not actively saying things because it's like you think that's what another person wants to hear because I feel like that comes from like a disgenuous place I think it's like I think it's really cool to be free and have that freedom to just be yourself because that again I don't know I think you can sense well I don't know if you can but I feel like you probably could because you've talked to a lot of people but you can almost sense when somebody is not being genuine or not really. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'm a, I'm a like, major empath. So if you start feeling something, I'll feel it. If you start feeling something else and change emotion midway through a sentence, I'll feel it. Like yeah. someone walking down the streets, not having a good day. If I like look at them, I'll fucking feel it. It's weird. And yeah. like, you know, I've coached for 11 years. I've coached for thousands of people. And then I also do this shit and I speak to a lot of people, right? To whatever it is, episodes. So it's like, yeah, we've communicated with a fair few people and you you get to pick up some signs of those soft skills. And you're like, ah, okay, there's something that this person isn't telling me. First of all, they don't have to tell me, you know? Mm. And that, I mean, I guess that's a side note. I just want to say thank you for sharing your story because you don't have to do that. You don't have to tell me anything, but you can tell me whatever you want, right? And I'm not going to judge a single thing. You can fucking yeah. do what you want. Tell me to fucking click the recording button to turn it off or on. It doesn't fucking matter. You know, do your thing. That's who you are, who the next person is, who the next person is, who I am. So, yeah, you can definitely, definitely tell. Um, however, you know, whether I sit down with someone that I'm dating, whether I sit down with a friend, whether I sit down with a family member or I sit down with fucking a potential business partner, I'm like, all right, tell me the fucking truth, right? I'd rather you stab me in the front than stab me in the back. Like, I respect yeah. truth. Yeah, 100%. Like, I would rather, like, if it hurt me, I would rather the truth. Like, I, like, hurt me with telling me the truth and pretending and making me happy. Or, like, again, like, I would rather be, hated than loved for what I'm not because I feel like like we're not gonna please everybody and we shouldn't want to either like there's people that I don't like that I mm. think 
morally their intentions are like not cool like I don't aspire to be like that person I'm not gonna like them and like I don't yeah there's just it's so good to be just honest and like not to the degree of being shitty either like like there's no need to just say stuff on but I'm just being honest and then be like an absolute douche because that's not cool either. Yeah, yeah 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 like you also I have a lot more respect for him right like um I don't know like business for example if someone's like nah we're not gonna work well together right or it's like nah my way or the highway this is the way it is I was like mm. well I don't respect that right so we're not gonna work together however I respect you for telling me the truth so I appreciate your time have a great day you know good luck god bless type shit I was like oh hey like this is how I'm feeling I was like great like I fucking respect that. I can, I don't have a glass jaw. I can get punched in the goddamn face as much as you want. No problem. But if you start sharpening your knife to stab me in the back, that's when things start getting a little bit nasty. All right. So like, let's, let's put that one to the side. <coughs> I got three questions. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested. I'm like obsessed with these questions. I'm obsessed with people's answers. Okay. People listening are probably going to be like, Alex, ask some fucking different questions. But hey, fuck them. <laughs> What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Ever received? I think stop worrying and start living. And that's Ooh. from my mom. Yeah. Give her a high five for me. My mom is like the most wonderful like, like the people, what's this, like this quote and it's like, like human, like sunshine in human form or something. Oh, like, I've not heard that. My mom radiates just like beautiful, genuine, positive energy. She is the most like giving selfless person and man she has taught me so much in life and I'm so I think as well it's funny when people like meet my mum they almost like understand me more in the sense of like woo woo or like um like this different realm of like being because which is beautiful like it's such a compliment because I'm like thank you that means I'm more like my mum which I really appreciate um but yeah she's really cool and yeah Stop worrying, start living. Well, if she's listening, tell us she deserves flowers. She does Absolute every day. Legend. Um, what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Oh, uh, I feel like I don't hold on. I like it. nothing's coming to my mind. I feel like if somebody's given me shit advice and probably like. Mm, fuck you <laughs> like, <laughs> um and try that's a good one though I really want to think about that I think well okay this isn't advice but something somebody said to me when I was going through like cancer treatment 
somebody was like, oh, well, at least you're not like starving in like a different country. And I was like, this was from like, anyways, I'm not even going to mention her. Like, everything is relative and like so many people are going to be facing different challenges in life and like we all go through stuff right but I think the worst thing to do is to compare and like comparison again is like the thief of joy like the thiefest of thieves like the thieviest girl like mm, hate you thief um I just I find that like so stupid like those words are the dumbest because it doesn't like don't get me wrong it doesn't take that away from like starving people in different countries or it doesn't take me going through cancer treatment away from that heaviness or to somebody scraping their knee when they fall off a scooter like that hurts you know like there's all these different things that we're going through but I think I think it's really like wrong to compare or like not validate what somebody's going through because we all go through different stuff. And I think, yeah, it's not advice, but I think that's like really mm. dumb. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we definitely get into a comparison game and and either push ourselves or other people's feelings to the side and be like, yo, that's not valid because mm. someone's always got it worse. And I think there is a time and a place for that for mm-hmm. you and you and just be like Alex fucking pick your shit up there's people in worse positions to get you mm-hmm. through it right situationally however mm-hmm. if you continuously do that then you've got a real bad problem you're digging yourself a hole you're putting your issues in a box and the next thing you know that box is overflowing and you're like you got to sort it out so definitely like your feelings are valid regardless of what's going on yeah last question what's the three words you would tell your younger self Three words I would tell my younger self. Um, Wow. Like, I would probably say like okay like a sentence or three specific words uh, either or it doesn't matter okay I feel like that's a really interesting one because I feel like because I was diagnosed with um ulcerative colitis when I was eight and I I was actually really private about that for ages um well I was diagnosed with Crohn's but misdiagnosis blah 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 but um I I didn't really ever have someone that I knew was going through similar stuff. And I always kind of wanted, I guess, to be a person for someone like myself because of that in a way. Um, And I just remember my youngest self being really confused and lost and, um, yeah, really all over the place so I think I would tell her like you were so strong (laughs) um 
Yeah. And I'm really, I'm really like continuously um, just proud of my younger self and how I got to who I am today. And I think there's something really cool about um, like just staying soft and staying optimistic and staying um, true to who I am throughout everything too. So yeah, I would say you were strong. Mate, I can't thank you enough for that. Like that's that sucker punched me in the fucking heart, but um, obviously in a good way. Like that's never gonna be in a bad way, and I appreciate your honesty. Like I respect that so much. I I appreciate your story <clears throat> and what's got you to this point, um, and who you are uh, and your time. So thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. It was really cool to talk with you this morning. Always, mate, always. Like, I pretty much have got a studio locked in, which will be uh, in the next month or two months. So you'll have to come visit. We'll shoot the shit again, get a coffee, you know, just kind of, like, do the whole thing again, end up tearing up in person, which will be... Funny for everybody else and probably funny for ourselves too. But uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, mate. All right. Have a great day and we'll uh, we'll chat soon. You too. Thank you. Bye, everybody.